Welcome to the World Police Cycling Podcast. Today, I, Carl Sazal, source cycling graphs and Naishka and Gabriel Strojic with all the calculations from the most important climbs. We'll discuss what happened in the Giro Italia stage 14. Let's start, Naishka. What happened at the start of the stage where uh, Bor Hansgrof exploded everything? So yeah, there were some break attempts at the start, but nothing really serious because Bora were basically going at it from the start on the small Parco del Nobile climb. They attacked uh, really hard. Uh, Juan P. Lopez had to do 7.7 watts per kilogram for four minutes to close that. And a few GC riders, yeah, were caught behind the split. I think Valverde, Aretzman, Almeida. Almeida, were the, Almeida, yeah, and Almeida were the main ones. Almeida ended up coming back uh, shortly after, but he had to waste some energy. Bora just completely pacing it with Kamna, Aleotti, and Kelderman, who Kelderman did the uh, yeah, stayed, stayed with the group that was at um, 6.15 watts per kilogram for Elderman and then 6.03 from the group behind, which was only like 12 riders, Bilbao, Landa, Hindley, Buchmann, Samin Yates, Pozzo Vivo, Almeida, Nibali, Jan Hirt, uh, Richard Carapaz and the pink jersey, Juan P. Lopez. And b- even before that, and we already had 15.87 kilojoules per kilogram per hour for nearly two hours. So extremely hard stage up to that point as well. Yeah, probably Almeida did even more watts per kilogram than Kelderman. Yeah. Uh, he needed to close like 20 second gap on Superga. Decent pace all, all day, pretty much every ascent over six watts per kilogram. And then we had the last ascent of Superga where it really exploded. I think Hindley and Carapaz attacked at the start. Um, Almeida dropped immediately but caught back up just pacing himself like he usually does in the end everyone except Jan Hirt basically stayed on relatively long then Juan P. Lopez dropped like cracked right like a few minutes before the top and Carapaz actually attacked from behind it was quite a surprise attack and got 17 second gap over the top with still around 30 kilometers to go. Yeah, on this second Superga, we had Carapaz, uh, yeah, 6.32 watts per kilogram, and the rest of the group around 6.16. Everyone had like a slightly bit different amount in the in the draft and outside the draft, but yeah, it's around 6.16 for them, and Lopez to drop 5.95. And then we had one more, Gole de la Madalena, 13% climb left. Where Hindley and Nibali actually bridged to Carapaz, the 20 25 seconds gap he had before the six minute climb. So, really impressive performance from Hindley there. Where he did 6.85 watts per kilogram for nearly six minutes. After that, we had Hindley, Nibali, Carapaz, and Simon Yates at the front. Behind was Le Pozzo Vivo and Almeida chasing and Michelanda and Bushman and Bilbao were even further behind and then ended up with Yates having a late attack winning the stage. And uh, the group with Hindley, Carapaz and Nibali 15 seconds behind Pozzo Vivo who dropped Almeida on a descent 28 seconds behind uh, Almeida 39 seconds Bilbao and Landa 51 and Bushman one minute 10 and Juan Pedro Lopez 10 through, yeah, four minutes 25 behind and that, and that Carapaz went into the pink jersey 
seven seconds ahead of Hindley, but five riders still within a minute. Carapaz, Hindley, Almeida and Landa and Potsovivo. Bora Hansgrove, he was very lucky that Kelderman lost time early. They got a, another domestic, very important one. And like if Kelderman would be like still in GC, who the fuck would pace for Bora after Kamna, Haleoti finished? Uh, Buchmann, Hindley, all are in top five GC. Okay, Buchmann is seventh. Bora Hansgrove is yeah. actually very, very lucky that Kelderman lost time. <laughs> Especially if you see that Buchmann didn't even pull in the valley for Hindley. So he did. He didn't want to sacrifice his GC at all, even if Finley was clearly stronger. So yeah, if they still had Wilco, they couldn't have in in the GC. They probably couldn't have pulled this this stage off at all. And it's <laughs> this is pretty much the stage that I would have expected from stage seven how it played out. And there, I guess we didn't have a few riders out of GC who could pull for pull today like Kelderman. So maybe that's one of the reasons why nothing happened there. Yeah. Probably because Ineos didn't do on stage seven anything, and then Bora had had Kelderman as the GC guy still. I think yeah, he lost time on Blochhaus. It was interesting to see that uh, Nibali and Simon Yates was in the leading group. Yeah, Nibali lost four minutes on Atna. Uh, two two minutes, two minutes to the GC riders. He did, did well on Blochhaus, and today also he was in yeah the top. Four. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Nibali since like Atna, like Atna, he legit dropped. Like seven kilometers to go with Guillaume Martin, and now already on Blochhaus, he was only 20 seconds or so behind the GC group. Now he was, yeah, basically with the best GC riders following the attack of Hindley on, on Madalena, which is like pretty impressive considering like Almeida, Landa, all of them were dropped at that point already. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, <laughs> this is probably one of the biggest surprises for me this year, how Nibali. Yeah, <laughs> turned out in the in the second week here. Yeah, also it was surprising to see Simon Yates like he lost so many minutes <laughs> on Blochhaus, and yeah, again like it was like in the Volta Asturias where he lost everything on stage two, but the, but still won two stages in a three day race. Yeah, and, and at, at this point same. it wasn't even surprising me for Yates. I even picked him for the stage today. Mm. So yeah, it's the eight. Like once, <laughs> once he's out of GC, he just turns into stage hunting god, pretty much. Like yeah. twenty nineteen Welt, uh, twenty nineteen TDF, he won two stages. And he uh, would like, have maybe one third stage on Pinas, which was cancelled. Yeah, he was. Yeah, a bit, yeah he was still with Bernal. Bernal. Yeah, so he's that just like <laughs> he's just. Climbing level is just so crazy. Yeah, but like just tomorrow is uh, for three weeks. I think perfect breakaway stage probably. Like I don't, I don't think uh, Ineos would, would want to pace tomorrow. Carapaz uh, isn't is in pink, so maybe Simon Yates might win. The, but the problem is that the breakaway will form on the flat section. So yeah, that might be the problem for the Yates to get in a breakaway. All the like stage 15, 16, 17, all the all are the, the like mountain days. Perfect for Yates breakaway wins. Also, stage 19 is a, and stage 20 also is a mountain day. So, there are five chances for the Yates to win a stage. He also might win actually a time trial on the last day, which includes uh, Hill yeah, in Verona. Simon Yates could seriously let go out of this duo with five stage wins, but no way in GC, man. Yeah. Like, he's already two with all these mountain stages coming up. 
Uh, like, he already won two, and he might win like yeah. six more if it's perfect. <laughs> six more. Yeah, I mean, that won't happen, but yeah, could still like easily win two without a problem, pretty much, especially with the TT as well, where he's like been looking pretty good. I think Dumoulin probably gonna be the main, but oh no, Dumoulin DNF'd. But so yeah, it only has to beat yeah. Vanderpool in the final TT and Sobrero maybe. Like pretty good chance for him there as well. Who you think will win the GC? Because there are still, I think, I I'll say like four guys that can win. Uh, okay, of course, I put Vivo and Bilbo also might win, but uh, I thinking only Landa, Almeida, Hindley, and Carapaz actually might win the duo at this point. Yeah, I think I think honestly, I think the top five can still win. Pozzo Viva, I don't, I don't personally believe in it. I don't see it. Like, how the fuck? I don't see, I don't see Pozzo Viva. It would be so unbelievable. It would be like, like, insane level. What he's shown today, what he's shown on Super Blockhouse. This is like his peak level, or even better. Yeah, like he right now is thirty-nine year old. Like he'll be something like Chris Horner stuff. Like Chris Horner also, like uh, he won the. Bought at age 41, I think. Let, let's fact yeah, check. Yeah, at 41. Yeah, and, 41. Uh, yeah, it will be like Horner because Pots Vivo didn't do anything in Grand Tours for many years. Yeah, the, the last time he finished in top 10 was in 2018 Giro, where he was fifth. He didn't even have a contract at the start of the year. I think yeah, he was like signed in March thing. or something. By yeah, he was signed probably on, on... 5th. On 14th February, yeah, but by Intermarch, like wanting probably to a minimum wage as well, like maybe not minimum, but yeah, yeah, maybe. but like low uh, wage. under 100k, yeah, yeah, and, and he turned out to be so good, yeah. But I think the main GC battle should be between Carapaz, Hindley, Almeida, and Landa. Landa looked to be struggling today, but I don't think the stage today is, is perfect, yeah. perfect type of stage. I think he could possibly. Turn it around in week three on the big mountain stages, but really hard because he'll also need a gap on the others in the TT. Almeida, he just looks like he's just he's struggling on every descender. That's why I don't think he will win in the end because uh, it's too much. Uh, talking about descents, can Nibali one win? He's only like three minutes behind Carapaz. And he already no, won in 2016 yeah. with a bit of big comeback. And there are like crazy modern stages at, at the third week. Can I believe in this? I don't believe in it in Italy. But, but he's I really improving. Believe... Like... Yeah, but he is at a good, very good level. Like he's probably like, probably the same level as he was in 2016. Like, I think he probably is. But the competition is also stronger. I think 2016 wasn't really the greatest competition but yeah you can't get an out, out he probably in the end i think finished top five because one of the top five will fall out yeah Almeida, his his spot's just crazy he brings it back he brings himself back every time but on every descent or, or every like acceleration he's immediately dropped so i don't think he can win but he should probably end up in the podium hindley so far seems to be having the best watts in the race like today, <laughs> closed the huge gap on the last climb, but I think yeah, Carapaz like just has, has the, the best team, the best. Yeah, he also has the best in, team. in the second week. Don't know about third week, but in the he also has the best punch. Like in, yeah, in the third week, he also has the best punch and best descending. I would say probably. Yeah, like so, yeah, Hindley. But... 
Let's see if he can. Inley is looking really good, but I think. Yeah, his biggest weakness is that he can't uh, wear wear a jacket on decent. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Like in 2020, Giro. I think at this point, Carapaz really has to be the big favorite because. Uh, he just Carapaz is always like big favorite. Like before the Giro, yeah. he had like fifty percent chance to win. Also before the stage, he had fifty percent chance to win. I think his chance might even like yeah, still be like fifty percent probably at this moment, and maybe even less because there's Hindley right now. Hindley chance to win the Giro before the Giro was two percent, I think, yeah, or even less, one point yeah. five. So, okay, yeah. like at the start. Of this race, I really wouldn't have expected Inley to do anything. I thought he would be the third best climb on Bora. Like, I'm not gonna lie, he looked so bad last year. Like, Maybe. this year was okay, fifth in Tirreno or what it was. Yeah, fifth in Tirreno. But his level yeah. really didn't look that 13th in what Catalonia, yeah, 14th but it's not in UAE right. tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think at this moment, I would say Carapaz. She'd be the big favorite. Like he just knows how to finish a Grand Tour, how to how to bring it home. Also, he likes the cold weather. Yeah, the yeah. Might be he cold. likes the cold weather. Yeah, he is living coming in, up. In, yeah, Ecuador, like uh, three three thousand, four thousand meters above the uh, sea, and I think it, it rains almost every day there. Uh, it's really rainy and cold. So yeah. Yeah, and Hindley do. is is from Australia. Australia. Well, I think especially also hot region from Australia. Yeah, so but probably... he was okay in Giro 2020. Yeah, he was okay there. Cold. Yeah, but I think Carapaz will have a slight advantage with the cold weather, which is forecast yeah. next week. But you never know in the Giro last week, too, so much can happen on these like big 5,000 Denival meter mountain stages. Like in in 2020, I, I thought after Pian Cavalla, I thought Kelderman had won the race. He had like three minute gap on Gegenhardt, but you never know. He lost in four minutes on the next yeah. few stages. In Giro, almost anything, everything, like in every year, almost something happens in the last week. Last year, yeah. it didn't happen. Last, yeah, last year, not, but, yeah, but but otherwise, like it's always like huge time gaps in the last week and everything is thrown, thrown, thrown away, which was previously established pretty much. So yeah, I don't think yeah those five and maybe even Nibali are still in the fight for GC. I would bet on Carapaz now, but yeah, I would say for no, I would put Carapaz, Hindley, and Landa on the podium. But who knows what will happen? Um, I really hope that like someone uh, like Hindley, Almeida, Landa wins because they, they don't have a Grand Tour win. Carapaz yeah, already same. won something. Nibali also. Uh, I want something new. Yeah. Maybe Pots of Evil. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake, like he would re- retire. Okay, like he wouldn't retire, but like he's so fucking old. I don't really care who who, who wins if his name isn't Carapaz. Yeah, so I don't I don't want Carapaz to win, but uh, someone like Henley, who was shit for two years almost. No, don't know what, what he's using, but it might be something good. Yeah, Almeida. He can descend and <laughs> zero skills on descents. Damn. Pretty much just the world tour for Zenevis. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any decent technical decent in Port Portugal? No, probably not. <laughs> Portugal is only 50 minute climbs. Mm-hmm. No long descents. 
and not not technical or anything. That's why all the Portuguese writers can't. Okay, let's end this episode. Tomorrow also is a mountain day, but the like last mountain is 20 kilometers, 5% or 4%, something like that. Yeah, it's not hard, but maybe, maybe if you try something long range, I could see. I could see Bahrain trying something after Landa lost time today. Yeah. Similar thing that they they tried on stage 13 of the 2019 Giro with Landa way early on and also not very steep climb. And then Nibali and Roglic looked at each other and he gained like two minutes. Probably won't happen with Carapaz, but it's worth a try, maybe. But I... I assume most will be saving energy for the third week, especially as we have like after the rest day stage 16, we immediately have a very hard stage with Mortirolo and Sata Cristina coming up. Yeah, tomorrow probably like there are like two big mountains before the last mo- mo- climb, yeah, 12, 12 and 13 kilometer long, 7% climbs. Uh, maybe Bahrain will do something, but if Landa wasn't good today, what are the chances he he will be good tomorrow? Like like the the best of the GC, I don't know. I think yeah, yeah, tomorrow is just a breakaway day, and I don't know, like GC group might be like ten guys, fifteen guys at the end, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I agree. Like Bora, I don't think think will do something. Yeah, tomorrow after he. Yeah, what they did today. Yeah, they wasted. They, they shot the shot today. That they, they won't. They won't try again tomorrow. Man, they it's just wait for someone breakaway win. If he can yeah. get in a breakaway on the flat part, maybe Kelderman will also get into the break. Hmm, yeah, <laughs> he has <laughs> yeah zero wins. It'll be nice to maybe. see. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah, zero zero today. wins in like eight years or something like that, and none at world tour. Yeah, also, he hasn't won, I think, any like stage. Like, he, yeah, he won the only... tour de Denmark GC and the time yeah, trial GC. in the Netherlands championship, something like that. Yeah, but no road stage. Yeah, yeah, he, he won like also time trial in tour de Denmark and the prologue in the French race, so yeah, no stage race to go. Yeah, we, we mean in, in a road race. Damn. Okay, let's end this podcast and let's hope tomorrow will be a better day.